Once you've lost someone you love with no explanation, no closure, no end, you're stuck in a torturous limbo. You don't know if you should hang on to that ray of hope that they might come back or give in to your grief and accept that they're gone. So you teeter between both until you slowly go insane. I let out a breath. I can't think or talk about my mom much without having a meltdown myself, so I put myself in denial and don't face any of it. She's just away, like a long vacation with no cell phone access. It's easier that way. Okay, no more bikes, Dad, I promise. I don't mind calming his overprotectiveness because he doesn't deserve to have any more stress in his life. His broad shoulders relax again and he gives me a smile that lights up his face and softens his eyes. It's the smile that's reserved for me and my mother, and it makes my heart melt. My father is an incredibly beautiful man, possessing the kind of good looks where women will actually stop and stare at him, eyes wide, mouth parted, heart pitter-pattering. Some even ask to touch his long hair or his tattooed arms, while others just want to look at him so they can catch a glimpse of his soulful eyes. You don't just see his beauty, you can feel it like a warm breeze that caresses your soul. At least that's how a journalist described him after doing an interview with him. I fill a small dish with fruit to make him happy, and then spy Tor sitting on the edge of the pool by himself. I cross the yard, stopping at one of the coolers to grab a beer on the way. One of the guitarists from another local band is sitting on a lawn chair right next to the cooler, probably so he doesn't have to get up to get another drink. So lazy. What's up, Finn? I shake the ice off the bottle. He tips his drink at me in reply. Kensington? Are you guarding the beer? I tease. I might be. You're not drinking that, are you? He eyes me suspiciously. Last time I checked, you weren't 21, little girl. No, it's for Torin. A smirk crosses his lips. Well, if you're playing waitress, I'll take a steak rare with some fries. Nice try, Finn. He laughs and throws a potato chip at me as I walk away. Torin is still sitting on the ground staring into the pool when I sit next to him, tucking my legs beneath me. The pool is heated, but no one's gone in yet. It's still early spring, so the air is a bit too cold for most people to want to swim. A few stray leaves are floating along the surface, and I like how peaceful they look, not going under the water and not blowing away either, just floating weightless and effortless. I want to be a leaf. I hand Tor the cold bottle and he takes it from me, using his keychain to pop the cap off. I thought you were mad at me. He takes a long drink before glancing sideways at me. I can see why Jason was scared of him. On the outside, Tor looks like a badass. He's a beast of a man, not an ounce of fat on him, broad and hard as a rock with ink covering both arms from neck to knuckle. Wavy brown hair falls to the tops of his shoulders. It's usually tied back in a short ponytail to keep it out of his face when he's working and from tangling up when he's riding. He notoriously wears dark sunglasses to shade his even darker eyes. And his ride of choice is an old custom Harley that roars down the road so loud that you can barely hear yourself think if he's near. But on the inside, he's quiet, thoughtful, amazingly caring and giving. Unlike my dad, he's good-looking in a rugged, almost scary way. Chloe has nicknamed him the walking orgasm. I think she's way too fixated on sex lately.